Thousands of Ukrainians plan on having an orgy if there's nuclear war. Japan's raincoat man was arrested after stealing hundreds of lady raincoats. And they're going to be taxing the cow's burps. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in Los Angeles. I'm Jonesy, and I'm so grateful that you're spending some time with me and my show today. I mean, I call it a show, but like, let's be real. It's a guy in a closet. Show should be in quotes. <laughs> Thousands of Ukrainians have decided to have a giant orgy. Why? More than 15,000 people have confirmed participation in a sex party on a hill in the Ukraine if Putin decides to press the red button, with participants even indicating whether they prefer oral sex or anal sex. <laughs> that was, those, those are the only choices, anal or oral. Right? I think there's another one that we need to consider. <laughs> it says here in the article, the fear of the use of nuclear weapons by Russia against Ukraine looms over the current crisis, but some Ukrainians have found a very creative solution to all of this. A large swath of Ukrainians have actually decided to deal with this by organizing a mass orgy to take place on a hill outside of Kiev in case Putin does launch that nuclear bomb. More than 15,000 Ukrainians have already registered on Telegram for this sex party. The mass sex party will take place on a hill outside the city where the participants would be asked to decorate their hands with colored stripes symbolizing their sexual interests. If you are considered considering participating in this, uh, three stripes are for anal sex lovers and four stripes are for oral sex lovers. I guess you color your hands with the stripes if you would prefer anal or oral. Again, there's a third option. At least there could be more, but uh, <laughs> in my pantheon of sexual options, there's a third that you're missing out on. Um, <laughs> let's keep reading. The organizers claim that the event in which the locals will give up the atomic shelters and bunkers in favor of a sexual celebration is so popular that for, quote, for some reason, all the apartments with a view of the hill have disappeared from real estate sites. <laughs> People are really taking this seriously. They're buying a property around the uh, the future orgy. Uh, what do the Ukrainians think about this idea, the article asks? Well, one local woman said that the program embodies the optimistic Ukrainian spirit and the growing self-confidence over their chances of winning the war. Here's the quote from a quote from this lady. It's the opposite of despair. Even in the worst scenario, people are looking for something good. This is mega optimism of the Ukrainians. Another Ukrainian individual was quoted as saying, This is an attempt to show that the more they try to scare us, the more we'll turn it into something else. You know, humor helps a lot. And humor is a very good response to the Russian threat. I agree with this person's assessment that humor is such an appropriate response to stress and tense situations even scary situations like this the threat of a nuclear attack how do you deal with it hey let's have an orgy <laughs> i would be down i feel like this is an appropriate way to deal with the nuclear attack schedule an orgy uh, not so much from the 
the place of optimism as they described it in this story, but more from a place of like, what the hell are we even going to make it through this year? <laughs> like, let's just have some orgies because I'm not sure we're going to live. Really? It would be coming from a place of that. Now at my age, though, do I have the energy to have a sex party with 15,000? Uh, that's a, that's a bit much. I would have to build up to that. I think I should, we should start with a smaller orgy of, you know, maybe like 14 of us. And then, um, I need to build up my stamina to then tackle the 15,000 person orgy. That's uh, is that even, that could be a, a world record. I'd imagine we should get a hold of Guinness and find out what's the record for the largest orgy. And I think it bears repeating I, this particular Ukrainian sex party should consider a third option in addition to the oral and the anal. Like, we need some more. Put something else on the menu when we arrive to the sex party. These, Just these two choices is very limiting, in my opinion. I mean, after all, we're talking about nuclear war here, all right? <laughs> all of our fantasies should be addressed, is what I'm saying. Japan's infamous raincoat man has been arrested for stealing hundreds of lady raincoats. I'm going to guess there's some sort of strange fetish involved with this man. That's probably behind the motives, but let's learn a little bit about this raincoat thief. Now, you might not find it surprising when a man has been arrested for stealing women's clothing. It's usually the bras and the panties categories. Um, maybe some lingerie. So surprising to hear that the police in Osaka have arrested a man and charged him with stealing not undergarments per se, but the very outermost layer of clothing. Yes, that's right. That's right. Police in Osaka have placed Yoshio Yoda, a 51-year-old newspaper delivery man, under arrest for a series of thefts of women's raincoats. Specifically, Yoda went after what are called kappa in Japanese. These are plastic or vinyl ponchos worn over one's clothing when going out on rainy days. So it's not even a legitimate raincoat. It's the those little plastic ponchos that you can put out. You buy them for like $3 at the newsstand. Like when you need them in a pinch when it starts raining and you didn't know it was coming. Not even real raincoats, bro. Are you okay? This guy's a JV raincoat thief. Let's figure out his motivation here. He's a 51-year-old newspaper delivery man. That's... That's the start of it. All right, it's, you're a little old to be delivering newspapers. I'm going to say he has a juvenile uh, sort of uh, characterization. Uh, why, Jonesy? Why juvenile? I don't know because when I had a paper route, I was 13. Uh, this guy's 51 years old. He's got a paper route. I mean, come on now. <laughs> no wonder he's stealing weird things. According to the investigators, Yoda would follow women when he saw them riding on bicycles. Uh, or he would look for bicycles in parking lots with attached additional child seats or frames with traditionally feminine colors under the logic that their riders were more likely to be women. So he began with the bicycle for some reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe that's part of the fetish. I uh, like raincoats. Not really raincoats. I like those vinyl ponchos that are worn over clothing. But not just any. They have to be worn by women. Not just any woman. Women that ride bicycles. Yeah, I'm just taking the fetish to a totally weird place, guys. Who is this dude? He needs help, man. So once he found a what he thought was lady bicycle, he would check and see if the owner left a raincoat in the basket. And if they had, he'd steal it. As for why he did it, 
Yoda's own words give us the answer. Quote, I got as excited seeing women in raincoats as I did seeing women in lingerie. All right. Well, at least he's being frank about it and honest. Yeah, he gets excited. Women in raincoats, just like most of us see women in lingerie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Why you get that excited seeing a woman in a raincoat is strange. It's not, And it's not even a raincoat, bro. This is like a ghetto raincoat. It's those cheap little... <laughs> You know, when you throw, throw like a garbage bag over your clothes, it's like that. Because <laughs> there's some stylish raincoats out there, like real raincoats that are pretty sweet. That might maybe sexy, kind of. I don't know. But like he's going the other way with it. This is not even a raincoat, bro. Oh, man, there's a lot of weird stuff in this article. Listen to this. It says, while this might at first seem to be connected to the dubious folk wisdom in Japan, that the color of a woman's umbrella matches the color of her underwear. That is what they say in Japan. The color of a woman's umbrella matches the color of her underwear. That seems unreasonable and probably not true. First of all, how many umbrellas do you own? I mean, really? And aren't most umbrellas black? In my experience, they're black. I mean... I did live in New York City for a decade, so well, like all the umbrellas are pretty much black. Maybe in Japan they get a little crazy. But I highly doubt they match their bra and underwear to the umbrella. That makes no sense at all. Now we have more details in here of, about what gets Yoda excited. He really poured it all out there to the police force. He explained that it's the clinginess of the vinyl poncho that piques his peculiar interest, the way that it clings to a woman's body. So I guess it's sort of like... You know, like a wet t-shirt contest, kind of, but, you know, way more layers. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around where this guy's coming from. I guess it kind of makes sense. But, bro, you can't just steal hundreds of these things. Like, just go buy one and take out your fantasies on it in the privacy of your own home. Why do you got to steal <laughs> 360-something of these things he stole? I mean, this is just out of control. Now, when asked why he has so many raincoats, roughly 360, he said he's been stealing them since 2009. <laughs> Yoda. The police believe that around 320 of those were taken during a span from December 2013 to May of this year. I like how they like narrowed it down. Right, we believe that 320 of these <laughs> took place between <laughs> to the police in Japan have a lot of time on their hands. Um. They've identified him as the forever raincoat man. I'm going to call him that forever. He's going to be known as the raincoat man. What a terrible moniker to go about your life being known as the raincoat man. Although maybe when he gets out of jail, he can roll this into his own business, you know. Hey, raincoat man, he designs raincoats. I mean, if anybody can design a raincoat that looks good on a body, I'm sure it's Yoda, you know. I'm trying to bring a little levity to just a very sad man here. I could do whole episodes on ridiculous fetishes, I think. Perhaps you have a ridiculous fetish. Please call the show and share it with us. 646-450-2012. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Yay! New Zealand is going to tax cow burps and will be the world's first to do so. New Zealand has proposed a tax on burping and peeing farm animals in a bid to combat climate change. We're all grabbing at straws here to combat climate change. The problem is we can't agree what's causing it or even if it even exists. <laughs> so 
Very hard to solve problems when we can't even agree that the problem exists. Let's keep reading. I think New Zealand's trying to do some creative things. Uh, a world first, the farm levy or levy rather could support the country's pledge to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and become carbon neutral by 2050. I, I love how they all try to plan out going carbon neutral by 2050, 2060. It's like, bro, are you paying attention? We're not even going to be here by 2050, dumbass. <laughs> 2050. Oh, that's so cute that you think we're going to be alive by 2050. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to make it, guys, so plan out that orgy. says here, under New Zealand's proposed plan, the farmers would start to pay for emissions in 2025 with the pricing yet to be finalized. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says all the money collected from the proposed farm levy would be put back into the industry to fund new technologies, research, and incentive payments for the farmers. By reducing agricultural emissions, also known as cow burps and farts, she adds that New Zealand's biggest export market would gain a competitive advantage in a world increasingly discerning about the provenance of their food. Agricultural Minister Damien O'Connor hails it as an exciting opportunity for New Zealand and its farmers. He says, Farmers are already experiencing the impact of climate change with more regular drought and flooding. How about that for a New Zealand accent? Now I'm going to do a, an impression of cow burps and farts. Okay, so get ready for that. No, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. Look, at, I'm trying to uphold a certain standard on this podcast, all right? I'm not going to do fart and burp noises. <laughs> I'm not above talking about orgies, but I will not stoop to the level of making fart and poop noises on this podcast. Instead, I found a YouTube video of a cow farting for 30 seconds. Let's play that. a record come on dude oh see now I, I see exactly why they're trying to tackle this that's a lot of farting and that's a lot of emissions 30 seconds worth I couldn't even get through it that's 17 seconds of a fart imagine a 30 second long fart oh we're doomed guys we're doomed I heard you can see the uh, the farts from space as well you could see like what it's doing to the environment <laughs> it's crazy now, some people are probably wondering why is New Zealand the first to propose this? Well, agriculture is a big deal over there. It accounts for almost half of New Zealand's greenhouse gas emissions. There are only 5 million people in the country, but some 10 million beef and dairy cattle and 26 million sheep. Farm animals produce gases that warm the planet, if you don't know, particularly the gas called methane. It comes from cattle burps and nitrous oxide from their urine as well. The government has pledged to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and make the country carbon neutral by 2050. Part of the plan includes a pledge to reduce methane emissions from farm anim animals by 10% by 2030 and by 47% by 2050. Now, how have the farmers reacted to this tax proposal? Well, the farmers quickly condemned the plan. Federated Farmers, the industry's main lobby group, says this plan would rip the guts out of small-town New Zealand and see farms replaced with trees. Oh, no, not trees. I don't like trees. They don't burp. <laughs> Federated Farmers President Andrew Hoggard says the farmers have been trying to work with the government for more than two years on an emissions reduction plan that wouldn't decrease food production. As some farmers condemned the new proposals, environmental activists argue they do not go far enough. 
Greenpeace lead climate campaigner Christine Rose says the government's proposals would favor the agricultural sector's worst climate polluter, intensive dairy, and disadvantage less polluting extensive beef and sheep farming and Maori-owned farms. This is all so confusing, and it's hard to get people to agree when you have centralized government. Centralized government, guys! All right, I'm not going to get on that soapbox, but I'm just going to basically say centralized government is a really horrible setup because nothing ever gets done. And uh, not only does nothing ever get done, you can't even agree on what the problem is. I mean, that's like, that's the state of affairs in pretty much every country. Well, Jonesy, how do we get away from centralized government? I live in a place where it's all centralized. Well, this is what you do, guys. You move into the woods, okay? (laughs) You say, screw my credit, move to the woods and build a lean-to. Hello, my little listeners. My little, little listeners. You're my little listener. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're a big listener. I don't know. I want to give uh, give thanks and praise to everyone who's reached out to me. Got a lot of messages. Let's go through a few of them. Uh, shout out to Stephanie Coombs from Joyzy. Uh, she wrote, I'm very much a fan of you and your podcast, Jonesy. I'm honestly listening right now and may have heard you say the word sausage a dozen times, which is just too many times to hear the word sausage before 3 p.m., Jonesy. Hilarious. Thank you, Stephanie, for reaching out. That was on Instagram. Uh, we also have someone named Rodolfo Hockmuller who wrote, uh, I am a fan of your podcast from Sao Paulo, Brazil. My name is Rodolfo, and I'm a historian specializing in media industries. How about that? I have a, a professional historian in Brazil. <laughs> Look at that. Unbelievable. I never thought in my wildest dreams that people would listen to this podcast in Sao Paulo, Brazil, but... You know, again and again, I'm just being impressed with how the, the, the how far this podcast reaches out there in the world. I've tried a lot of things in my life. You know, I've made YouTube videos. I've done some a lot of live comedy shows. You know, I did. I've been on TV shows as an actor and stuff, and nothing has ever had this reach that this ridiculous podcast that I record in a closet has. It just blows my mind. Anyways, big big thanks to Rodolfo as well. And uh, maybe a reason for me to go to Sao Paulo, Brazil. I've never been to Brazil. I've been to Peru. I've never been to Brazil. Um, you got a couch for me, uh, Rodolfo? Rodolfo, he's, of course he's got a couch. His name is Rodolfo. He, Rodolfo just opens his arms to everybody. I'm Rodolfo. Come and visit me. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. Also on Instagram, someone named Stuart Tucker Lundy reached out to me and said, a very funny show, Jonesy. My wife and I listened to it right before the bed. Right before the bed. <laughs> Ooh, what goes on after my podcast? Hey, you know, I had no idea. My podcast is not only reaching the edges of the warming globe that we live on, but it's also uh, getting people in the mood. You know what I'm saying? It's getting people in the mood. I never thought that would, it would get people in the mood. My voice. Uh, anyways, thanks for reaching out, Stuart. Appreciate you. Please keep listening. Tell your wife I said what's up. Uh, also, we got some reviews on Amazon. By, you know, by the way, I, Amazon is so bizarre. There are mo- so many places where you can leave reviews. I've only been looking at like one of them in the U.S. And but there's a whole other page that someone sent me, and all of these reviews and that I've never seen before. And most of them, ninety six percent of them, are five stars. So on this particular Amazon review page, I'm getting great reviews. On the other one, it's fifty fifty. It's it's touch and go. So I don't know. So if you guys leave me a review on Amazon anyway, you're gonna have to screenshot it or send me the link or something so I can give you a big shout out. Because apparently there's a multiple places. Amazon, get your shit together. Jeez. Okay, so we have a, a nice review by Rizzle, which is a really cool 
hip name. Uh, Rizzle gave me five stars. Witty and entertaining. Uh, Rizzle writes, you know what's fun in L.A.? Spending an hour and 15 in traffic to go a mere 12 miles to your work. Listening to your podcast and laughing in my car helps diffuse that anger to flip off bad drivers and avoid getting shot in a road rage incident. Thank you for keeping me alive. You're doing it, doing it, and doing it well. <laughs> I love that. You're doing it and doing it and doing it well. I love that LL Cool J song, by the way. That's just that's some great old school hip hop right there. Um, shout out to LL. And just shout out to Queens in general. I lived in Queens for like three years. I love Queens. Uh, thank you, Rizzle, for this five-star review. Um, we have Leah, also gave me five stars, wrote, Love him, hilarious, brightens my mood, and the perfect good news podcast. Jonesy is literally the best. His humor is spot on, makes me smile every morning that I listen to it. Highly recommend. Thank you, Leah. That was very short and to the point, very sweet. Uh, Joe gave me five stars wrote should be called funny af news i like jonesy i was originally drawn in by the name alone even though this isn't my typical sense of humor i still enjoyed it a great deal it was just what i didn't know that i needed normally i would prefer crude and vulgar humor and more tasteless the better oh then you're gonna love the cow farts in today's episode joe uh, it's never too soon to joke about a dead celebrity i always say with weird and AF in the title, I assumed it would be NSFW, so I connected my earbuds and pressed play. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I really enjoyed it, although the news stories themselves may be quite risquate, risquate at times? Risk, oh, risque um, at times. Jonesy covers them like a professional journalist. If professional journalists had a sense of humor instead of sitting down too fast on a stick before each broadcast. <laughs> yeah, you do get that with your professional journalists. It's like they're sitting on a stick. That's a very insightful and appropriate analogy, Joe. Thank you for that. Thank you for the review, by the way, dude. I appreciate you very much. And, um, yeah, I like to keep my stuff um, not NSFW, you know, because I know that sometimes kids are listening. People are playing this on smart speakers these days, so when it's going, it's bouncing around your house, I don't want to, I want to make sure there's no F-bombs and, like, crazy stuff. There ends up being some crazy stuff anyways, but usually I give it up top in the title, so you, if you know it's going to be out of control. You can, like, like in, for instance, in this episode we had... A story about orgies but i say it up top so like if you want to kind of pause it or do a little earmuffs on your kid you know but you know i'm not going to get into like you know really graphic uh expletives or anything like that you can feel safe about that and i do that purposefully also got five stars from kimberly wolfie uh, she wrote, funny addition to my morning routine. Love listening to this podcast with my morning news. It's nice to take to take a break from the depressing news and get a laugh. Florida Fridays are my fave. Uh, thank you, Kimberly Wolfie. Michelle gave me five stars and wrote, prepare for belly laughs. Weird AF News has quickly become my favorite podcast. I guarantee you will get an ab workout from laughing so hard. Ooh, an ab workout. Is that what I'm giving the culture? <laughs> Maybe they'll say that in my eulogy. Yes, Jonesy contributed a lot to the culture. One thing they don't talk about, he uh, gave people six-packs. That's what he was all about. He, you know, he was inside a closet with the intention of giving people a six-pack, a, a good ab workout with uh, stories about cow farts. I mean, if anyone could cover a cow fart or cow burp story with uh, great levity and get your abs working, it was Jonesy. May he rest, may he rest in cow pee. <laughs> Bad jokes even till the end. Bad jokes till the end in the closet today, guys. Oh, I'm feeling good. Before I exit, join the Patreon. What are you waiting for? Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner, okay? Support the show, all right? <laughs>